0: Welcome, everybody, to an episode of The Coupers of the Book. I am your host, Maz, joined here with... You know him, you love him. Well, you should love him. His no, name you hate is him. Jordan. Um, so we're covering Expand Season 5, Episodes 4 to 7. And the reason I chuckled there for a bit is because these episodes, man, they're like... They hit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The Surgical Precision that it takes to thread, like, these meteors. Like, Marco Inaros is a genius. Or a wacko that knows a lot of geniuses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that takes good leadership, too, right? Like, to know what you know and know what you don't, and then get the right people for the job that you need. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, he... uh, So, not only did he... uh,
1: hit Earth three times with these rocks, by the way, right? Yes, yes, he hit rock three. Uh, yeah, I think it's three times. Yeah. And it created, like, devastation upon devastation. Um, I Yeah, and I
0: think he threw nine total. One got burnt up. Uh, uh, I think a couple got burnt up, and then the rest, the, the ones that didn't hit were, like, shot out
1: or yeah, something they, like that. The satellites or towers stopped him, or something yeah. like that.
0: So, um, and they were th- uh, saved thanks to our space queen when she said, "You know, re task the satellites that are pointed towards Mars to
1: mm-hmm.
0: point towards uh, getting attacking the or detecting the cloaking technology because they were coated in the cloaking technology. Which, I mean, my God, like the so it's ingenuity like here—it's like
1: a natural nuke. They pretty yes. much just camouflage oh, yeah. a natural nuke. Yeah,
0: exactly. It." There's no thrusters on it, right? There's no there's no rocket. There's not propelled mm-hmm. by anything. It's literally just a rocket space thrown. I mean, this is this is as close as it gets to like a David versus Goliath story, right? Like Earth, the superpower is Goliath. Mm-hmm. And then you have David, Marco and Aros and the Belters
1: literally just throwing a rock, just like the David and Goliath, story. It's it's really I love now, it. I hate the fact that see, and here's the problem, like Pretty much the whole show, Marco Inaros is meant to be the this bad guy, right? Right. He's the bad guy. But if you look at it, I mean, he's just doing what he thinks is right for the belt. Now, whether that's right or wrong, we could argue about that all day. But, okay, so let's go ahead and get into that. I was planning on getting into that a little
0: later. I still maintain that he is a bad guy because he's extremely manipulative and he is getting belters killed as well like yeah um and the the devil is in the details in these type of shows I, i've said it before and i'll say it again these shows do such a good job of making sure that the details of even the backdrops and like small little lines are are there intentionally they, mm-hmm. they don't leave anything um up no stone unturned, yeah. right? Like they don't leave anything. For example, it's it's kind of a not wanna say a minor detail, it is kind of an obvious one, but it's just another good one to see. When the Rasenate gets into a shootout with um one of Marco and Aros' ships, yep. the, uh, the first uh, PDC one, I think, gets jammed. And later you see like just like in the background behind like Holden's like uh, shoulder. Mm-hmm. there's a computer screen that shows all the PDCs and they're all green, except one is red. And that's PDC one because it is jammed. Right. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, uh, uh, as of right now for the episodes that we've covered, it doesn't, uh, it hasn't gotten any like significance in the story that like, Oh, because the PDC one wasn't active, it couldn't save this ship from being destroyed or something like that. That right? That's the point I'm trying to make is that they, <laughs> um, they don't miss anything like that. It's just these tiny little things
1: that just really makes the show feel like feel real. Yep, yep. And uh, I and, you know, I I completely agree um with that sentiment And as far as like I like you brought that up and I didn't even think about it, but like every time something happens to the ship, there's always like the screen. Yeah. Like like you, the screens will 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 will, will like even if it's down the road, then say like you said the PDC. I can't really think of something. Um, thrusters. I know we've seen thrusters. Yep, yep. So we've seen thrusters. Yeah, you can before. see the thrusters any time
0: so... that they're starting up. You could see the reactors powering up, like the nuclear pellets. You know, so there's <laughs> always um, the this the background always reflects what's going on, and I right. think that that's just that's really good to see. It maintains. Uh, sense of consistency mm-hmm. throughout the show. Okay, another one. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but Philip's bed, there's like belt buckles. And for a split second, I was like, wait, why does he have that? But then I realized, wait, they're in space. The reason they're walking the way they are is because they have mag boots. Mag boots, yep. They're not in a station like Tycho Station which generates its own artificial gravity or right. Mars or Earth. Right. They, so instead of so instead of them like floating around while they're sleeping, they have to be strapped down, and I thought that was like I don't know again, it was just another one of those small details that because you could easily skip out. over those details, yeah yeah if they never if they never had that, the show would still be in my opinion good, but I think
1: these little details is what elevates a show from being good to great right, and i I mean again, that to me that helps me feel like the world is more real. Yeah. You know what I mean? The reality of the world. Yeah.
0: And it makes it feel like to me that the writers put a lot of, because these little details that we're pointing out, like I think the belt one more in particular than even the PDC one, a lot of people are not going to pick up on that. So a lot of effort goes into making sure all the details are correct that most audience will never pick up on. But but I think that's what makes me appreciate it more because it's like, you, you know, it's kind of like one of those like thankless jobs. Yes, right, 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 right Like right. you're still doing it because you know that it just increases the quality of it. But you know the majority of people will never even consider some of this stuff.
1: Or even care.
0: Yeah, 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 or even care. And that's why you have like a lot of like I, – I admire some of these YouTube channels that like analyze like stories and whatnot mm-hmm. and ra- analyze histories and characters within a story. Because I think it increases – like, if I was a writer, I would be very motivated to continue doing that stuff if somebody noticed that stuff, <laughs> right? And it just right. and it just increases the enjoyment of the story overall. But anyways, enough of uh, praising the the daily. What's it called the the biweekly expanse praise. Yes. Uh, um, but I was talking what we were talking about a little earlier is that Marco. Has this planned out so well that, like, yeah, nine rocks he threw, only three landed. But I mean, you know, they're they're basically That's three nukes. nukes. <laughs> yeah, three nukes that go off against Earth, right? Of all people, like, a very, and then also, it's I think they also bombed the Martian congressional, like, uh, Congress itself, like some political building.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Excuse me. By the way, if you guys can't tell. I'm not sick. I just have uh, bad congestion. It's just... uh, So, excuse me on that (laughs) part. But, yeah, so Mars was attacked. Earth was attacked. And now they've kind of placed themselves in a really good position because now they can... uh, They've kind of crippled Earth and Mars. Mm -hmm. More so Earth because, as we're going to see in the coming episodes, that, like... Uh, there's gonna be some serious damage because I mean I don't know exactly where those rocks hit, but Earth was already kind of struggling economically, right? There was just so much overpopulation and right. stuff. Mars, Mars was struggling like almost like culturally, I guess, right. when the the quote unquote the dream of Mars was dead. So right. this doesn't exactly help with the the motivation, the the
1: the morale of right. the Martian people. They could, I mean, Earth could easily fix their overpopulation. I mean, I know I've said this before, but, like, just send all the people that don't, you know, that sign up for having the job to the ring planets.
0: Yep. And I think that's what she, uh, Nancy Gao, was uh, advocating for. Advocate, yeah, exactly. And then, but now she's dead.
1: Yeah, now she's... Yeah, and that's crazy that pretty much the entire world's governmental top organization head, whatever you want to call it, is dead.
0: Yeah, okay, Gross. so... Um, let, let's table that one for a second while I mm-hmm. get through like mm-hmm. everything because I do want to talk about the Nancy Gao thing in a second. Remind me. So, cool. not only that, um, so not only did the three rocks hit, but then he's also got this plan set up for oh, in ten years, the the Belter uh, farms will be ready on Ganymede. So right. I remember I was like, this can't. That's not sustainable. Ten years, and he he himself said that like there will be some thin years, but we will be self-sustainable. It's like, okay, but ten years is a long time, dude.
1: Right. There's a lot of death that can happen. That yeah.
0: Time. If I ha- you're telling me if I have a baby right now, he's probably not gonna make it, right? Because babies right. need a lot of constant nutrition and whatnot, and babies already have a tough time in zero G as it is because they don't have they don't their bones and muscles don't go strong because there's no weight of gravity on them. Right. Um so yeah, like so you're telling me for 10 years you got to kind of suffer it out. Yeah, he I, and this is where I think I would go back to your your earlier uh point about, you know, is he kind of a good guy in the eyes of some militant belters, I'm sure. But no <laughs> right like he he uh drummer said it best you you uh committed the entire belt to war and you kind of given us no choice and some of drummer's crew and i really like their crew because they voiced exactly what a lot of belters are feeling that they may not agree with marco but they have no choice but to join up with him either a they get bullied into joining up with him because he's strong and he's growing stronger or
1: he killed it's not or- just being bullied
0: yeah 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 exactly or or if they don't join marco then they get uh harassed by
1: earth and mars right so i don't there's like a it's like a lose 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 and if you try to do the right thing you pretty much die
0: yeah
1: so uh drummer
0: keep an eye on drummer this season because she's she's pretty awesome
1: um, yeah, I've liked her character more and more as time gone on has yeah. gone on. Yeah. It's just one of those things that, like, we see less of her than our other characters.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing Marco's done is that he facilitated the death of Fred Johnson by right. infiltrating Tycho Station. Not only that, they also sabotaged with the Augustine Gamara code, Naomi's code, to sabotage the Rasenate, which almost kills Holden. But
1: she hits what's-his-face over a, over the head with a sin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With a freaking wrench. And my thing is, like, since they're already in space and their bone density and all that's a little lower than normal, wouldn't yeah. you think that probably would have killed him? Or did she not swing hard enough? I don't know. It just seems like...
0: Yeah, I mean, that could be it too, right? Like, uh, She's also weaker because she's a belt, so maybe proportionally, I guess, it ends up being the same.
1: Yeah. But having yeah. said that, in yeah. real life,
0: if you hit someone in the wrench with that kind of wrench, that... Is a fractured skull for sure
1: yeah i I mean that's one of those things where i I watched her hit him in the head, and I'm like, oh, this dude's roasted, like dead, she had to kill him, and then you see him in the next like scenes, whatever, and I'm like, oh, oh well, that makes yeah. more sense
0: yeah, no he, um sin was a fun character, I really like uh getting to know sin um uh, mm-hmm.
1: And he was a homie he's, character, he's you know what I yeah, mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. He he was definitely like. Again, they do a really good job at incorporating all sorts of characters within different factions, right? Like right. within the Earth, uh, the Belter faction, you have guys like Philip, who's like this radicalized zealot under his father's wing, and then you have that one lady who I forget her name is, but she got traded into dr- uh, d- Drummer's crew.
1: She's the lady like, with the blue lipstick.
0: Yeah, so she's um, very militant, uh, and she's, like, all in on the cause. Like, she hates Her name is Corral. Corral, yes, thank you. Yes. I don't like her. Neither do I. And she so she's eh. super militant, and then you have Sin, who's like, he's like, yeah, I think we were treated poorly, but I'm here looking after my family. I'm just here, because, you know, it, he sees Marco, Philip, and Corral as his family, and Naomi as well, for what it's worth. Yeah. And so he's like I'm just here to look after my family. I'm here to make sure my family doesn't get hurt. And it's just it's all different kinds of personalities that are part of different groups, you know. Right. right. And that's why I really liked uh his character a lot. Um but yeah, no, yeah, so he sabotaged uh that he he also stole the proto molecule. I mean, he went all out, all in. Um and kind of left no stone unturned, except that food part. That food part, I there is something there because I don't know how he's gonna spin that. You know, have you heard the saying, uh, uh, "An army marches on its stomach"? Yes. How long do you think you can uh, hold out against Earth when they are the main producer of, of food, the main producer of food and oxygen?
1: Now, and here's here's an, here's one thing. I mean. This is, and this is why I have, this is my only grievance with Marco and Naros throwing stones at Earth. It's, it's like, dude, you're cutting out your own lungs. Yep. Essentially, you're killing Earth, cool, whatever, the belt won, yay. But <coughs> you literally just opened your chest, ripped your lungs out, and you're like, oh, I think I can survive. Yeah. Um, no, no, you can't, like. You need Earth, you guys need each other, okay, so like
0: so this goes into the naturally into the next question. do you think he has a plan that he's not hasn't told anyone or he's plotting something, or do you think this was just a major oversight by him
1: uh I'm assuming he probably try he probably he's probably thinking more that the rings are actually gonna stay open for good, so he can farm the the, oh, the, the oxygen off all the other ring worlds. Could
0: you imagine if that was his plan was to just survive off the ring worlds and the ring just closes for one reason or another?
1: Yeah, I mean, and then he's like, oh, oh oops. Oh, I messed up. Oops. Like, come on, dude. You're like the main awesome villain of this show. Like, you should have foresight here. Yep. But,
0: uh, so Amos and Clarissa are stuck on Earth. I didn't care Peaches. too much for this. This, uh, yeah, Peaches. I didn't care too much for Amos's story here so far. He seems like Um, he's white knighting almost. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe. Uh, Or
1: atoning for his sins. and It's not the right way.
0: You think that he's, like,
1: for, uh, you don't buy his reasoning for sticking up for Peaches? Sure, dude, whatever. Like, I understand that you have this maybe holier-than-thou or not even holier than that more like the i don't know i don't know what his motives are behind this obviously he's trying to do good things so i can't fault him for that his intention matters right but i'm not captivated by his this the the, the complete line. overall story of where he's going
0: yeah yeah no i agree um i 100 agree and but i did like the last thing that we see from him it was just like i need to get back to my crew because he's like i yeah. don't have a Moral compass by myself, and I need so I need to go back to where my- I
1: start killing all kinds of people, yeah. Before <laughs> I throwing hands. Um, so and also, by the way, Peaches I call her Peaches, but Cl- what's it? Clarice? Cl- yeah, Cluris? we can call it Peaches. This
0: one,
1: um, whatever her power up is, I, I thoroughly enjoy.
0: I actually don't. Because, like, she goes into, like, a berserker mode, but then, like, the effects that they used for it was kind of, like, cheesy in this last, uh, what was it, uh, episode five, I think. Yeah. Where she just, like, kind of goes, like, it's, like, the shaky camera and, like, the low FPS, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. arms slithering around. I'm not saying that they televised <laughs> it well or that they, yeah. they, Fair. they, they, um, wrote that scene, those scenes where she did it well, but. Just her berserk mode in general I, I i enjoy that because like she's normal usually, but then she's like, "Oh, I gotta go berserk mode, hit it, boom, and then she yep. just claws people's face off, but you're right, the way they presented it trash
0: yeah no i I think it's uh it it makes se- even that makes sense on a scientific level, you'd have like a like a drug that's almost like a concentrated cocaine. But <laughs> it just goes insane, has a lot of strength and uh speed and then just kinda like everything just falls apart after that.
1: Right. Then you're like then
0: you're like, oh this is the come down. Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um <clears throat> so Naomi jumps into space. Yep. I when me and my wife we first saw this, we were like, What? What is <laughs> happening? She
1: jumped into a vacuum and she she had that syringe.
0: Okay, yeah, so we need to talk about this. Um, I did not I obviously that syringe did something to her. and <clears throat> it was all a calculated move by her.
1: So it hyperoxinate yes. oxygenate her body.
0: Yes, that is okay. exactly what that did. Um, okay, so
1: cool I, I'm good.
0: <laughs> and they talked about it, I think earlier in the show for something else entirely. Um, hmm. but yes, that that is a uh, a syringe of hyper oxygenated blood. And so she jumps out of the vacuum of space. And when we were kids, for whatever reason, I remember they would say, like, you know, oh, if you, at least from what I remember, science books at the time would say that if there's like a, if you go into space in the vacuum of space, you die instantly. And that's not exactly the case. You get knocked out in like eight seconds or so, but you don't die instantly
1: and and i even thought that was kind of crappy and i understand the vacuum part and i understand the the the, the simple <coughs> specifics of um you know going into space without a suit mm-hmm. i understand what you're exposed to but in my thought process is is if you have something like that syringe you, you should be able to extend yourself a little bit longer well she
0: did but you got to remember you would knock your, I think to my understanding, you would get knocked out, like unconscious, in eight seconds. So she had to calculate that out. Yeah. She got yeah. that eight seconds. Perfect like, timing. Right when seven seconds are up, she, like, injects herself with the oxygenated blood. And remember, it's not just lack of oxygen. Uh, you're also dealing with the radiation of space. Right,
1: right. That that was my next point, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so she's got cancer. She has to have cancer at this point. She has yeah. to have, like, 70 types of cancer. <laughs> yeah so
0: that was not great uh so she <laughs> that was buddy bud <laughs> yeah. but i i did love the the fl- and the show uh we've talked about this before the show and this is i said back then that like there's gonna be one other flashback that's gonna come up that's very good and this is a flashback i was referring to was a marco naros naomi uh flashback from when they were younger and they just had philip as a baby this flashback was haunting because they're like so happy and then you know how they end up it's really sad and it turns out it
1: could be relatable if your mind can go there it can be relatable yeah obviously not the space thing and terrorists terrorists but you know there was um
0: before, we never knew that Naomi actually tried killing herself. We knew that she left Marco. Mm-hmm. But it just got like told to us, the audience, that no, she tried killing herself. Straight up. Yep. And this is, uh, that's that's really dark. And then that's why when Sin saw her at the airlock again, he knew exactly what she was doing. And he's like, I can't fail her again this time.
1: Right, and but that ended up being his downfall. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Sin's death here was
1: really I, that. I, that did make me a little sad. Yeah, he he like was a it.
0: good guy through and through, and he didn't. He never wanted to torture Naomi. He's like, you know, you need to stop torturing her. You need to stop harassing her and whatnot. Like, let her be. Just let her go.
1: He was um, like almost the kind of the old man that, like, okay, these are the cards that I was dealt. I have to like, I have to play them.
0: Yeah. No, you know what no. I
1: mean? He, he was,
0: I agree. He overall, through and through, in my opinion, he was a very good guy. Uh, obviously not the greatest guy, considering he's in line with probably the greatest terrorist attack <laughs> in human history. Uh, Oops. <laughs> so l- l- let me make sure that I clarify that for everyone. But, I mean, you know, this is one of those situations where, and this is not, you know, victim blaming or whatever. But when you treat when you treat the belters like this, when you treat a group of people like this, these type of responses are going to happen.
1: regardless of if there's a good or bad or some sort of moral compass or anything like that, it's going to happen. It's an immediate reaction.
0: Yep. 100%. But Yeah, the Naomi jumping off scene that was shocking. And I'm like, at first, I'm like, I think she's just killing herself. But there was obviously, like, you know, you see right away that, wait, why does she have the vial, the syringe, I mean? And then why does she, why is she heading towards the ship? I was, yeah, I was, me and my wife, we were losing our minds in ways I cannot describe to you guys. Like, we were freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, she just died. I'm
1: like, oh no, 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 she did it uh but yeah very very good you uh, know it's it's funny that we're talking about it. you said vile and all of i like, can think about right now is like i play that elder scrolls online game and you like when you when you know you could possibly die you pop a potion before you go fight something so yeah. that's the way i thought about it. she's like oh, i'm yeah. gonna pop this potion so i don't die <laughs> yeah it's before i start the space <laughs> raid I start the space raid <laughs> yeah Man. that's just the nerd in me and you know, I, I liked to see um, I liked to see the um the, the Inaros faction and see how that they how they like glorify this madman. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They're they're screaming his name and they do all those things, right? And it's like you guys just can't see the overall bigger picture. Like, yes, the belt is showing its power, but you're not winning. You know, yeah,
0: so I imagine he probably has more in store for them, and he um uh, Marco is so charismatic. I love mm-hmm. his speeches, dude, I absolutely adore his speeches, uh, when I sing, they said, like one was luck, two uh. Was intentional and three, they will never forget us ever again, or they will never think of us as weak ever
1: again. Yep, 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 yep. Because, I mean, I don't know, man, that the way he did it though, very, very smooth. Yeah, I can't criminal. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> criminal. That's a song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like little Michael Jackson, <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, I think Mars. <laughs> I, I do want to see more of Mars, and this is this is the only. I don't want to say it's a complaint against this season; more like a small grievance. Yeah, because the problem is that you got Bobby and Amos, or sorry, Bobby and Alex, that are kind of representing Mars in this storyline, but they're in space for a lot of this, uh, and in especially a way after the Marsh. attack happens. So there's not so far we're not really
1: seeing from the Martian perspective what's going on. But they are on that cool little ship. I do like the racer. The racer is very cool. Yeah, the like, racer back, yeah. yeah. Just, just overall like um, aesthetic, yeah. speed, the, the way he yeah, maneuvers cool. it. It's very, very cool.
0: So there was one last thing that we wanted to talk about, which was the Nancy Gao thing. Mm-hmm. When we first saw this, and remember, the episode ends with that plane crashing. I'm like, no, nah, she's not dead. She, she's not dead. I didn't right.
1: think so either. I didn't think so either.
0: And then like she just never came back. And I was like, oh. She's actually <laughs> dead. That was that was brilliant. Um, and if you you think that we as the audience are kind of left unsure and in chaos, We're like, okay, is a is a leader of Earth still alive? And then you don't you can't even tell. And then but, imagine how it's like for the people of Earth.
1: Yeah, the leader of the world, which. We won't talk about real governments and leaders of worlds, but it's like, oh, our leader's gone. we have no head, we are <laughs> chicken. Yeah, no, that's that's 100 percent right. like I I was like, oh, what, but I mean,
0: but what, what do you do and but I guess this is one of those situations where um, and this was displayed perfectly by one of those security guards that Amos were the, the, the only security guard that was left alive at the end. She said like, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter." And then he's like, "Just go be with your daughter." Right. The thing is that we, as human beings, especially if we live in a Western country and whatnot, we're so used to things just being very stable and good. And
1: right, no having, chaos, having, very having calm, chaos, which is a good thing. I'm not saying border
0: like, I mean, That's not what I'm trying to say. But like, we're so used to everything being uh, stable and. Always there. You know, if you, every time you get up in the next day, you know that that school that you drove by is always going to be there. That you know that your kids, more <laughs> right. often than not, they're going to go to school tomorrow. We're so used to that. And so now her world is literally blown up around her and she doesn't know how to react. Alex, or sorry, Amos, I keep getting the two mixed up for some reason. Amos literally had to tell her, go be with your daughter. Like but. she's, like her literal world above her, the the her workplace is just decimated decimated like it's rubble it's ash and she's still like no i had to guard the prisoner like she's not realizing that you don't have a job anymore yeah
1: this this is is not your job
0: (laughs) yeah like so when the fabric of society falls apart you can't expect cops to continue remaining cops because civilization has fallen apart. So in I, this situation, I wouldn't necessarily say civilization fell apart completely. But, well, but yeah. no one would
1: fault her for going home and home. being with her daughter. It, and you know, you know that reaction that that inmate had when he got to the top, he's like, ha, 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 he starts laughing. Yeah. That I, I would have the same reaction. Except for I'm not that messed up, but my reaction would be the same because I would be so beside myself that it happened. I would just start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that, but okay. I, I'm just, okay, it's fine. But yeah, that was, um, that was, that scene where they were in the prison and they were trying to find that, that um, maintenance stairwell to go up. Yeah. And that guy was putting his two fingers in there and tearing it out. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of steroids. That's a lot of, that's a lot of roids, man.
0: Yeah. That's like the that. good stuff,
1: too. Yeah, that is the good stuff. <laughs>
0: But I don't think that there's
1: anything left from me for that episode, unless if you have something. No, actually everything that I thought I wanted to cover was, was freaking covered. All right. Well, perfect.
0: That'll about cover it from us for that episode. So next time we'll be covering season five, episodes eight through 10, finishing off season five. And, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I, I've mentioned this several times before. Uh, this season, when it was coming out week by week, it wasn't as enjoyable. But now that I'm experiencing it like as a binge, a handful of episodes at a time, it's way more exciting because, mm-hmm. like, because the characters are all split up, all the events are split up. So every plot line moves at a slower pace because every scene, you're only experiencing one or two characters at a time. So now right. this kind of helps us really push it forward. Um, bridge of the gap, almost. Yeah, so watching three episodes, three or four episodes <laughs> at a time, it like you said, bridge the gap. It like <clears throat> kind of mashes it all together. But anyways, yep. Like I said, season five episodes eight through ten. Until next time, thank you everyone. See you.